You are Locked On Pirates, your daily Pittsburgh Pirates podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. This episode is brought to you by The Locker Room. Download the Locker Room app from the iOS App Store and find one of our locked-on rooms, including myself, locked-on Steelers, locked-on Penguins, any Pittsburgh sports, any sports that may interest you. You can find some locked-on rooms for you. Locker Room, changing the way we talk sports. What's going on, everybody, and welcome back to Locked On Pirates. I am, of course, your host, Ethan Smith, who always does the most, and welcome back to... Locked on Pirates on April 23rd of 2021. I hope you all are having a wonderful start to your weekend. As a Pirates fan, you definitely should be. The Pittsburgh Pirates have won 8 out of their last 12 games as they head to Target Field in Minnesota. But as they do that, of course this team is a rebuilding team right now. And they have their problems. Right now, I'd say their biggest problem is the center field spot. Now... They may have to figure this out later rather than sooner, but there's a very strong possibility that it can be figured out. The center field problem in Pittsburgh has been a problem since Andrew McCutcheon departed to San Francisco via trade. Uh, Even Starling Marte was there to kind of fortify it for a little bit, and then he was traded to the Arizona Diamondbacks and later to the Miami Marlins, but... The Pittsburgh Pirates have not really had that strong center field presence since McCutcheon left. So now we're kind of seeing Derek Shelton experiment a little bit with Brian Reynolds back in center field and putting Phillip Evans in left uh, and then having like Eric Gonzalez or um, Wilmer Defoe kind of play that third base spot. But it's been kind of hard to do that right now and experiment with it when they're on an AL road trip because they get the benefit of having the DH which can really help things. Um, Of course, if they have the DH, you know, you can just have Evans DH, you can have whoever in left field, but even then, it still creates an issue with who do you put out there. And right now, the Pittsburgh Pirates, of course, do not really have any center fielders ready, except Jared Oliva, who is now injured. We talked about that on the episode yesterday. So you kind of have to deal with Reynolds, Polanco, and a mix of Phillip Evans, and that's really it. Because now you've optioned and designated for assignment Dustin Fowler and Anthony Alford. So both of those guys are out of the equation. You did acquire Kaye Tom from the Oakland Athletics. You could see him get some time here shortly. But again, does that really fix your center field problem? Which is why, again, if you look at the Pirates in this draft, everybody's saying Jack Later, Kumar Rocker, But again, with that bonus pool that they have, if Jordan Lawler, like a guy like Jordan Lawler, asks for a lot more money than teams want and they don't want to acquire him in the first round, could the Pirates flirt with the idea of trying to get both Jordan Lawler and Jack Leiter or Kumar Rocker? That would be a really good haul. Now, I don't think it happens, I will say that. But, I mean, there's a big possibility that it could. And for the Pittsburgh Pirates as well, I mean, Polanco is also going to probably be gone after this year. His hitting, once again, is just not very good. It hasn't been good since he received that enormous extension that he rightfully did not deserve. 
and that's opening up another outfielding issue. So if you had to ask me what the one spot in this Pirates lineup right now that needs the most help is, it is likely either starting pitching or the outfield. But of course, some of the outfield is overshadowed by Brian Reynolds playing so well. He's going to be one of the three outfielders when this team is competing again. It's just how it is. But when you're trying to find two other guys, especially to play center field and right field, or if you eventually do just say, hey, we're going to keep Reynolds in center, but then you have to find two corner outfielders, it's kind of difficult. But another thing that I will say, this decision gets a ton easier when Key Brian Hayes returns from injury, which of course we know he re-aggravated his left wrist injury working in Toledo against full-speed pitching. He later went to Pittsburgh for reevaluation, and of course will not be with the team in Minnesota. But when he comes back, he will obviously take back that third-base spot, which then opens up the idea of Phillip Evans being a full-time left fielder, which is not a bad option because you keep his bat in the lineup and he's not a terrible fielder. Then you have the idea of Brian Reynolds in center and Polanco in right. So that kind of fixes your issues a little bit. And then shortstop with a guy like Eric Gonzalez playing so well, it would not surprise me to see Kevin Newman get unsat by Eric Gonzalez, but then you can kind of platoon it if you really want to with those two players. Adam Frazier is still at second, but the Pirates, of course, as I've said almost since I started this podcast or hosting this podcast, I've said that he's going to be a trade piece at some point, and with the way he's playing right now, I mean, it's probably going to be sooner rather than later for him. And, I mean, also, you have to keep in mind, Colin Moran has been playing really good at first base as well. When you look at this lineup as a whole, most of the players have been playing pretty well outside of center field, Polanco, and starting pitching. Like, in some of the starting pitching, like JT Brubaker has been really good as well. But it hasn't been, like, earth-shattering good. Like, there's no, nothing saying to me that they're, like, really good. But, I mean... The weaknesses are still there, obviously. I mean, this is a 9-10 baseball team that started 1-6. They're obviously a weak baseball team, and they're not going to like win a World Series this year, let alone make the playoffs or have a winning record. But they're showing signs of progression, which is what you want to see in a rebuild like this, is you want to see individual and team progression. And right now, after starting... One and six, this team has won eight out of their last 12 games. That's very solid. That's a good formula for creating competitiveness in a locker room full of kids. I mean, before Todd Frazier got on the lineup, nobody in the lineup was over the age of 30. Frazier's, I believe, 28, 29. Newman's 27. Hayes is in his early 20s. Stallings, I think, was the only guy who was over 30 in the starting lineup before Frazier got there. Like, Ryan Reynolds is in his late 20s. Evans is in his late 20s. Polanco's closing in on 30. But everybody else is in their mid to early 20s. Like, this is a team of kids. And they're learning how to compete. They're learning how to play the game of baseball on a daily basis on a 162-game schedule. And I'm liking what I see. And, you know... Sometimes that schedule can be really hard and you might need some protein. And these MLB players should check out BuiltBar.com. Today's episode is brought to you by BuiltBar.com. They are protein bars that taste just like candy bars. High in protein, high in fiber, 100% chocolate flavored, and they taste absolutely amazing. 
go to BuiltBar.com and check out the Coconut Brownie Crunch, which won the March Madness bracket as the best tasting Built Bar on the market. Go to BuiltBar.com and use the promo code LOCKED15 and you'll get 15% off of your next order, meaning you could be an existing customer of Built Bar and still get 15% off when you use code LOCKED15 and let them know that Locked On Pirates sent you. And when I come back from the break, what else is going on in Pittsburgh right now? And who should start this Sunday against the Minnesota Twins as Chad Cool is on the I.L. and was slated to pitch? And we'll be right back. This year, the Locked On Podcast Network is partnering with the Draft Network to cover the NFL Draft Live. Get insight and analysis from Locked On local experts and the Draft Network's national experts as each pick is made. Subscribe to the Locked On NFL YouTube page to watch live three-day coverage of the NFL Draft on April 29th through May 1st. Again, Christopher Carter of Locked On Steelers will be checking out everything that's going on with the Steelers. And, you know, if you're a fan of any other football team, all of the local experts will be there to break down every single pick. So make sure on April 29th you check out the Locked On NFL YouTube page to get all of your NFL draft news. What's going on, everybody, and welcome back to Locked On Pirates. I am, of course, your host, Ethan Smith, who does the most. And on segment two today, the Pittsburgh Pirates, of course, are taking on the Minnesota Twins this weekend, and we know who the pitchers are going to be tonight and Saturday, but Sunday got a little interesting because the Pittsburgh Pirates now, of course, are without Chad Cool as he's on the IL who was slated to pitch Sunday. So a Sunday starter has not been announced yet, but when we look at who the taxi squad will be for the series against the Minnesota Twins, it includes Will Crow, Miguel Yahure, Chishon Shreve, and Andrew Susak. Of course, um, Cool was scheduled to pitch, but went on IL on Thursday. So, I mean, you have three pitchers there in Will Crow, Miguel Yahure, and um, Chishon Shreve. If you had to ask me who's going to start on Sunday, it would more than likely be Will Crow because Miguel Yahure already pitched on Wednesday and might be uh, could be considered short rest, or so you never know. But, I mean, it would probably be Yahure or Will Crow, but could... Derek Shelton flirt with the idea of the raise tactic of having a starter or an opener go out there like a Chris Stratton or David Bednar or somebody like that against the Twins on Sunday. It could be very interesting. And then on the other page of things, I mean, the starting pitching, of course, has been like the weakness so far of what's been going on in Pittsburgh. But one of the bright spots has been the bullpen, including Richard Rodriguez, who as of right now in Major League Baseball um, on sub-95 mile-per-hour fastballs from 2018 to 2021, Richard Rodriguez is second in swing and miss rate on percentage on fastballs below 95 miles per hour. That's really good, right? Not only that, but Richard Rodriguez has pitched 19 consecutive scoreless games dating back to August 29th of 2020, which is currently the longest streak in Major League Baseball. So when you have a closer like a Richard Rodriguez, you have other guys around like David Bednar, Dwayne Underwood Jr. We could even see Luis Oviedo possibly get the start Sunday, which would be really fun. When you have a really good bullpen in terms of the numbers, not in terms of names, but in terms of the numbers, 
it's not really as big of an issue uh, without having a starting pitcher because you can always lean on that. You could really just ask like a Will Crow or a Miguel Yahoo to go out there and get three good innings, hand it off to the bullpen, and let them work. And you never know. Like, I mean, it could be very interesting in how it works. And that's one of the keys to me in the series against Minnesota is, boy, do they have an electric offense. I mean, Byron Buxton, Nelson Cruz, they will be without Miguel Sano, though, which will take, uh, take a toll on them. But they also have Max Kepler, uh, Josh Donaldson, guys like that. That is, are going to make impacts in this game. Mitch Garver, another name that comes to mind. So we'll see how the Pirates do uh, tackle this on Sunday. But if you look at the schedule, and again, this is live for me, um, if you do look at the scheduled pitchers for the Pirates going into the series, I believe Brubaker is on the mound tonight, if I'm not mistaken. I will go ahead and look that up for myself just to know. I'm pretty sure, though, it is, um, yes, it is JT Brubaker, who has a 1.76 ERA on the year. And he will be facing J.A. Happ. So, I mean, that's going to be an interesting little matchup. I think the Pirates can definitely fortify themselves into the mold, though, of winning that game. Especially if you get J.T. Brubaker starting like he usually does. Um, And then, you know, I'm kind of previewing Game 1, which I was going to do in the next segment. But I'm kind of doing it already anyway. And then you have Trevor Cahill versus Michael Pineda. Tomorrow, that's going to be kind of one of those slugfest games. It's very interesting because the Pirates play tonight at 8-10, and then they play tomorrow and Sunday at 2-10, and then get yet another off day. They actually get two off days next week. They get Monday off after the Twin Series, and then Thursday off after a two-game set against the Kansas City Royals in what is a five-game set where they play the Royals and the Cardinals and then go back on the road to play San Diego and Chicago again. So the Pirates are seeing a lot of the same kind of opponents to start this year. And may fr- I mean, I would be honest and say remiss here is the Pirates have one, two, three, four, five, six games left before May 1st. If they can get into May a game or two under 500, that would be very strong. And I mean, again, you do have teams in May like St. Louis, like San Diego, like Chicago, like Cincinnati, like a surprising San Francisco team, like an Atlanta Braves team that has looked very solid so far, and Chicago again, and then the Rockies, and then you ended out against Kansas City. This could be a very tough May for the Pittsburgh Pirates, but you never know. I mean, again, they split the series against San Diego. They've already beat the Cubs in a series. Um, they beat Detroit in their series. They've beaten Milwaukee. This team knows how to play baseball, folks, and it's really fun to watch. I mean, it's a really interesting dynamic when you look at how bad this team was supposed to be, and they're 9-10 and 10 right now. And Sunday, I mean, I think Will Crow, watching him pitch as he was one of the pickups in the Josh Bell trade, watching him finally get some action would be very fun. That's what I want to see personally. You could see Miguel Yahure once again. It wouldn't surprise me. But you never know. I mean, the Pirates are going to do what the Pirates want to do, and you could see anything happen in terms of pitching there. But if you want to bet on any of these games, make sure you go to betonline.ag. There's only one place that has you covered and one place we trust. That is betonline.ag. Sign up today for a free account at betonline.ag and use the promo code LOCKED15 for your 50% welcome bonus, meaning they will give you money for putting money 
into betonline.ag with your first deposit. That is, once again, betonline.ag. Use the promo code LOCKED15 for your 50% welcome bonus and let them know that the Locked On Podcast Network sent you. And segment three is coming up right after this break. Ultimate Mock Draft 2021 presented by Locked On and Odyssey is happening now. Featuring analysis from NFL experts Michael Irvin, Jason LaConforna, and Brian Baldinger, our local experts for every team make trades and pick the next stars of their team. Search the Ultimate Mock Draft 2021 on the brand new Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. Odyssey is your audio home for all sports, podcasts, music, and news that matters to you. That is A-U-D-A-C-Y, and make sure that you let them know that the Locked On Podcast Network sent you. All right, everybody, and welcome back to Locked On Pirates. This is segment three of our Friday, April 23rd, 2021 episode. As now, I'm going to preview game one of the series between the Minnesota Twins and the Pittsburgh Pirates in Target Field. Kind of did that a little bit in the last segment, but I didn't really talk too much about the Twins in that. And, I mean, you get JT Brubaker versus J.A. Happ. JT Brubaker, of course, is beating J.A. Happ in wins, ERA, whip, and strikeouts right now. And this should be a very interesting game. The Minnesota Twins come into this series on a four-game losing streak. They've only won two out of their seven home games so far in 2020. But as I mentioned earlier, they have a, an electric offense, an electric offense, very electric offense, as I like mentioned that like three or four times. But uh, Byron Buxton, of course, leads the team with a 432 average. And the thing is with Buxton is he's finally, I think, coming out as that star player. I mean, along with that 432 average, he leads the Twins with six home runs and is batting with that 432. And I mean... The Twins, though, in their last 10 are 1-9 and nine with a 233 batting average over a 6 ERA and have been outscored by 27 runs. So for Twins fans, I'm assuming that this would be kind of like a series where you're facing a lesser Pirates team in terms of roster and you're probably going to want to turn things around. I think that's how the Twins are kind of looking at this series. Meanwhile, the Pirates are 6-4 and four with a 234 batting average, a 4.13 ERA in their last 10 games. So the Pirates, of course, come into this matchup as the hotter team of the two. I mean, winning 8 of their last 12. The Twins, meanwhile, only 1 of their last 10. 6-11. But, I mean, the pitching has kind of been their fault. Their offense is good. I mean, like, you look at some of these games, they lost 10-3. to three. Uh, seven to one, four to two. So their offense tends to stagnate sometimes, but it's very hard to get a hot offense going when your pitching is just not very good. And again, like when you have a guy like Nelson Cruz, a guy like Byron Buxton, a guy like um, really anybody in that lineup can hit the baseball really well. I mean, Jose Barrios is their best pitcher. I do believe the Pirates will uh, not be facing him in the series, though, which is a very big blessing. If you want to look into it that way. Um, I mean, they're going to face Michael Pineda. uh, J.A. Happ, who I already mentioned. But Pineda as well um, on Saturday. He's not looked the greatest. I mean, he's 1-0. He has a 1 ERA and 18 innings pitched. So, I mean, he's looked better than most people would expect. And Trevor Cahill, of course, who will be facing that day, has a 9.69 ERA. So, like, Pineda could have a very strong chance to do very well. 
And then you get to face Matt Shoemaker, who's also been, like, kind of on the slide. As, I mean, Pinedo leads the team in ERA. Barreos leads the team in strikeouts. But one of the issues that the Twins have kind of had is not really the strikeouts, but it's just the earned runs. Like, Kenta Maeda, 12 earned runs. Matt Shoemaker, 10 earned runs. Dobnik, who's a relief pitcher, 10, 11 earned runs. I mean, they've allowed 70 earned runs as a team. And 22 home runs as a team as well to 47 walks and 153 strikeouts. But, you know, it's going to be rough for this uh, Twins offense to really get going if the pitching staff just has them behind all the time because then they're going to feel like they have to play catch-up every game. And the Pirates have seen that as an issue as well. I mean, you know, it's it's very difficult for your offense to be consistent when your pitching just gives up a ton of runs, but we do know that the Pirates give up the most first inning runs of any team in Major League Baseball. But hopefully JT Brubaker doesn't do that tonight. Once again, thank you all so much for tuning into the podcast today. You all love listening to me, listening to my previews, listening to anything I have to talk about with the Pittsburgh Pirates. And we've had some of our biggest weeks ever over the past couple weeks, so I just want to extend my thanks to all of you who listen. Make sure you check out the page at Locked On Pirates on Twitter. Also, make sure you follow me at MVP underscore Ethan on Twitter if you want to start seeing some of my writing on my independent blog that I will be revitalizing starting this Monday. You can check that stuff out. I write about the Pirates, the Steelers, the Penguins, National Basketball Association, and the college football landscape. So if you want to check that out, please do. I hope you all have a wonderful rest of your weekend. Once again, thank you so much. Have a great Friday, and we'll see you again on Monday.